Welcome to the Virtual Millionaire Show. This show brings to you millionaire real estate entrepreneurs who have cracked the code to the money game. We discuss how to start and scale a real estate business to millions and beyond, so you can do the same. I'm your host, Michael McDonald. What an incredible episode today. I had with me David Richter. David has an incredible story of how he was essential in closing over 850 deals over the last 10 years as a part of a, another flipping company. He has experience with wholesale, turnkey, burr, owner finance, rentals, lease options, and pretty much any other strategy you can think about when it comes to real estate investing. While growing and building a real estate business from five to over 25 deals a month, he realized that as much money was coming in, it was all going right back out the door. With the unique opportunity of being in every seat as a real estate investor, he found a calling in the company's finance seat to help businesses see where their money really went. David has helped real estate companies turn around from going out of business to building cash reserves by using the profit first cash flow system. He has been featured on Bigger Pockets, Real Estate disruptors with steve Trang and many other podcasts shows and stages to help even more people he wrote the book profit first for real estate investing a derivative of the original profit first by mike mckelowitz that is tailored specifically to real estate investors and to make sure you guys don't miss anything uh check out the episode but you're going to want to pick up a copy of david's book it is incredible it turned me onto this whole concept and it's been a complete game changer for my business so with that being said enjoy the episode what's up david how you doing today man great michael how about you doing amazing it's a, it's a friday gotta love that yeah even though you know we don't look forward to the weekends we we love every day of what we yeah. do right yeah for sure um so excited to have you here, David, because a lot of people um, in real estate investing um, have similar challenges. And I would say one of our biggest challenges as a real estate investor in a, in a company has been exactly what you preach all the time. Um, but for people who don't know who David Richter is, uh, can you kind of give us a high level view of uh, who you are and, and what you're about? Sure. So I've been in real estate probably the past 10 years-ish maybe a little bit longer, uh, Red Ridge Dad, Poor Dad in college that sealed the deal. Uh, started buying some houses in Northwest Indiana outside of Chicago, then wanted to see what the real estate world was all about, like from a business perspective. So we joined a company that was doing about five wholesale deals a month. And then over the next five years, grew it you know, with them to about 25 deals a month. And that was cool being able to have that whole experience and getting to sit in different seats like the, you know, acquisitions, dispositions and marketing and sales and, you know, project management, property management, finances, like got to got to sit in all of it. And then from there, just seeing a bunch of different deal types as well, too, from wholesale, fix and flip, turnkey rentals, lease options, subject to deals. So really got a big education and we did about 800 deals while I was there. So got to see a lot of deals done, but then there too was where I saw we were doing 25 deals a month. And near the end, I was sitting in the finance seat and saw we were spending about 26 worth out the door every month too. So it was like, why are we doing this? Like we're busting our butts to get this many deals in the door. And then we're just sending it all out 
and nothing really to show for it at the end of the day. So that's where I also started going to mastermind events, kind of hearing the same things as well too. Like, Hey, we're making $2 million or, you know, $5 million. They're like sitting at the front of the room or whatever. And then, and you know, later at the bar, they're crying because they're like, I have no idea where it's all going though. Or like, I feel broke all the time. And what, what in the world am I doing? I'm like, this is probably a big, pretty big problem, you know, across the board. And, that's where that turned into working with another investor. I, I moved across the country with my family, you know, be closer to other family. And that's where at that point worked with this one investor and said, I need to know your numbers. Like at this point now I don't trust anything. I just trust the books. <laughs> you know, Like I want to know that you're healthy. So dove in and there was nothing set up really. I mean, he had a bookkeeper, but wasn't a real estate investing bookkeeper. Didn't know what was going on. Had no clarity in the business, cleaned all that up you know, like helped him know what he was making, spending, keeping, then also helped him know where his money was. And it was all tied up in his rentals. He had about 30% loan to value. So it's 70% equity. And I'm like, do you want this much equity or you want to pull this out? Like, this is your money. He's like, that's where it is. So that's where he pulled out some money and was able to do what he wanted with it. Bought another rental property and like save some for, you know, in cash and reserves and then to be able to lend out. Then from there, that was an eye-opening experience to me because he said, like, now that I know where my money is and now I know where, like, I can actually use this money, like, this has been life-changing. Like, now I feel like in control of the business. I'm like, I want to give this control to the real estate investing industry. That's where I started the business that I have today. And that's what even got me into Profit First. A mentor told me, have you read Profit First? Like, before you start this company, you should read that book. I think you'd really like it. So I read that book that night. He told me about it. it. took like 10 pages of notes and then said, yeah, this is a great framework. So then started that framework with the cash flow as a part of the business. Then from there, you know, a year into it, went to the actual author of Profit First, which is Mike McCowitz, and said, I've been in the real estate world, done like 850 deals now up to this point, and been a part of all those transactions. Now I know... And I've been able to implement Profit First in these businesses and said, could I write Profit First for real estate investing? So I actually authored that book and launched that in December 2021 after 18 months of pure just writing and editing and lots of stuff. So that's kind of my five-minute background of my story and what we're doing today, just trying to get the Profit First message out because a lot of people make money but feel broke as entrepreneurs and real estate, especially in the real estate world, especially in the real estate world. Because if you're fixing and flipping too, you have money going in and out all the time. You got a new project. Oh shoot. Where are we getting the funds? Do I need to put my own in there? Did we get the private money or the hard money or whatever? So money is going through your fingers all the time. And sometimes you feel really rich and sometimes not so much. So just yeah. trying to get that to even out. Yeah. It's like the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship, except for with yep. flipping. It's the ups and the downs. And so for, for those of you who are tuning in live and, and catching up to speed here, uh, David has been with the company uh, as a leadership and kind of wore a lot of hats. And they were doing 25 flips a month, but they had 26 worth of expenses going out. So if you've been an active flipper, if you're an active real estate investor, thank God that guy had as much equity as he did in those flips because not everyone does. Yeah. So that's if, true. if you're putting your cash into properties, you need to know where it's at. And so this was a huge game changer for us. I was riding that roller coaster yeah. um, uh, a year ago. And to be honest, like we're still not where we want to be in terms of the profit first, like using other people's money because it's just convenient to use your own money in these flips, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I need, 40,000 for a renovation. I'll just use that here. 
But by the time you do that three, four, or five times, pretty soon you have 10, 15 flips out. Now what? And so I think it's just that that experience was like probably a Harvard degree hmm. in profit, just understanding the right. the cash cycle of of these flips. And so I'd love to talk and dive more into that, man. So yeah, let's do what, it. What, what was that experience like? Like working working in that company, like what did you do? Like you said you were wearing a lot of hats. Did you transition basically just wherever you needed the most help or how was that overall experience? Yeah, so that was a, that was like a Harvard experience of just small business, which was amazing. So I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I bought my first house and then I started asking around like, is there someone that's doing this full time? Like I want to get around these people and like I want to know how I can get more properties and like, just know this business. So there was a guy at our church. So I went to this guy at our church and, you know, talked to him and he said, come in on nights and weekends and, you know, like we'll talk. So I, I think it was like eight months worth that I met with him random nights and some weekends and started doing things for him in the business. Then he finally said, Hey, why don't you quit what you're doing? Come work with me. And then, you know, like you can start working with us and doing some of these roles. So the first role I had was like acquisitions, but it was back then they were putting offers in on HUD and like on the auction sites because they were like, this was 2014 still HUD had a ton of foreclosures on there. It was like, it was a, the properties were a plenty and not just direct to seller. So he, but we saw the market shifting. So he wanted to go direct to seller. So I got that uh, up and running at that company. And then from there it was, you know, helping sell in one of the territories as well too, because once I had that up and running, then someone else took over. And then I, like you said, I moved around. I was the utility guy, like what's broken. Let's go in there, fix it. I did property management for a while on the like hundred lease options. Like he had 80 lease options, I think, and like 20 just straight rentals. So I got management experience there where I literally had one in-office person and one virtual assistant. And then we managed that whole portfolio. And the, honestly, the virtual assistant was making a ton of the calls and the outbound. So we we had systematized that from like Brandon Turner's book on rental management, you know, rental property management. So that was pretty cool. Then from there, it was like transaction coordination mixed with, I think a little bit of like project management as well too. So I was doing those two things for some of the flips and then, you know, making sure the deals closed, got that rolling. Then the last seat I sat in was finance. So that was the one that I had, you know, up until the end. And that's where I got my crash course on, on the background. I know like if you're watching this live, I look like the numbers person, but I'm not, even though I run like a fractional CFO company, I'm actually not like the, I love the numbers person. I'm very much the entrepreneur. I love deals. I love going and, and like doing something and making a big impact like that and not just counting the beans at the end of the day. But that's <laughs> where I got a very healthy respect of learning how to read where the beans are going and like what is going on like oh shoot we're making 25 deals a month but we're spending 26 like something has to change here so that was where we're really learning the numbers and the story of the business and that's not something everyone gets an opportunity to do because it was a bigger company i could literally focus on that one area that's why going into like the profit first and why i'm so passionate about this now is that you don't have to sit down for a year with your accountant and become this accounting person to implement a financial system like profit first. Like you could be the entrepreneur, the, the person who doesn't love numbers and actually implement this and see a result of where your cash is going. So that's where I even like, you know, why I like that. But that's a couple of things that I was doing there and the different roles and a lot of the different things. <laughs> While I was there too, 
that some people listening, I don't know, we might have worked with you because I ran a small side hustle where we were uh, installing Podio. Like uh, we were setting up customized Podio systems. Like my, me and my partner would come fly out for a week, sit down with the owner and build out like this custom Podio thing. So this was not just like the, the template things. We would actually sit down and walk through their process with them and then just build that in Podio and have the working you know, prototype basically within a week. So we were doing that as well too, which was awesome because then I got to see a lot of processes, systems from behind the scenes and think about that. So that was another kind of cool thing that I was doing there. So I've seen a ton of operations and a ton of different real estate companies and then a ton of deals done as well. So I've got a lot of unique experience when it Uh, comes to real estate investing. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, guys, like that, all of that stuff is, Welcome to the life of a full-time real estate investor. Right. right? Yes. Like we're wearing this hat. We're wearing this hat. We're yeah. wearing all these hats. Uh, but it, it's crazy to me that you told me that you took Brandon Turner's book on property management and then like formulated a property management process. And we, gave oh yeah. That's pretty cool. It was awesome. We had like 99% collections and we were like in Gary Hammond, like some of the areas that you wouldn't think are the, the greatest. And we had some all over and it was just, we literally outlined that book. And because, because I was a podio master, I put it into podio and was like, here, this is the process we're going to follow. This is the application. This is what we're going to do. This is the next steps. This is what we meet on every day. We had a daily huddle because we ran off of EOS. So I ran that like department, like its own company with EOS. So, okay, we're going to have this daily huddle. We're going to talk about the tenants, you know, like who's late, who's, you know, who is moving out to what terms do we have? Like there were certain things that we went over every single day. And then from there, it was the weekly meeting, you know, and then the monthly meeting as well too. So yeah, that was, I love that process because we got it down to where literally one VA could manage about a hundred properties. Yeah, that's insane to me, but it didn't happen just by throwing stuff together. Like this took oh, a lot no. of time. This oh, took no. a lot of attention and yeah. detailed processes. Like I'm blown exactly. away by that. Like yeah. well, we're gonna have to talk probably more detail about that. But sure. this guy uh, had a, po- he was selling Podio too. So like, I imagine this guy had several businesses probably, right? Like uh, not Podio just was this my one. thing. Podio was my thing with the so, other so parties. He let so you run. He let me do that on the side because- by this time, like all the work was virtual. So I could get my work done, you know, and then take some week. I took about one week. I think it was one week a month that year or two weeks a month that year, you know, and did about 20 installs, you know, custom installs. And yeah, he was letting us do that, which was awesome. So I got my taste of my first company there. But this guy what did have several entities. He did have, you know, wholesale, fix and flip, turnkey, you know, like he had several of those types of deals going on but uh and then i did give him a small piece of that company as well too so he had you know a little bit part ownership in it so that gave him incentive as well too to you know as a virgin you know entrepreneur there budding entrepreneur trying to get wings off the ground and you know he liked that so yeah it was cool it was it was a i say all the time so many people have poured into me and have been just incredible to me. And that's why I love what I get to do now. Cause I feel like this is me giving back, like stop the deal to deal cycle, stop living paycheck to paycheck. Like as an entrepreneur, like you can get off of that rat race. So that's why I'm so passionate about it now. Cause like now I see that there, if I would have had the knowledge I have today, when I was sitting in that finance seat, like I could have revolutionized, you know, the, where they were sitting just because of the and simple things that we could have implemented too. So I'm like, 
I just want to bring this information out to the, to the entire world. Yeah. And I love your passion behind it because it's something that like in school, you just don't learn. You don't learn how to manage a balance. Sheet. You don't learn how to right. assets and liabilities and profit allocations and all these things. And so like if, if there's a full-time real estate investor watching this right now who doesn't know all of their cash is, who is flipping properties, they, 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 they're making millions of dollars, yeah. but they don't even know how much they're keeping. Like what is the very first thing that they should be thinking about or doing actionable that they can take yeah. from this so well buy buy the book first of all profit oh, sure. first for real sure, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the <laughs> overview i'm going to tell you two big things the first one is if you're in that place you might be running your business off the hope and pray plan like i hope i'm profitable and i and i pray that there's money at the end of the day or year hopefully there's some money somewhere versus knowing what I need from my business. Am I keeping anything of it? And am I attacking it aggressively like that number? So find what you need to keep and then have that as your North star. That would be number one is like, I need to find what I need, not what some random person like uh, where you've got some dork who comes on who says they're doing 25 deals a month, you know, and like, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to do 25 deals a month. It's like, well, it's not amazing if you're spending 26. So it's like, what do you need to do for your business? And what is that number? Talk to your significant other. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your business partner. Like, make sure the people that the money that you bring home affects are in on this decision too of like, here's what the business needs and I'm going to make sure that I'm getting to that number as quickly as possible. Or if I'm already there, making sure that I'm just, I know that I can take this now and it's going to be okay. Like the business will be okay. That'd so be have number your number. One. Yep. No, number one, find that key number. Number two, set up the profit first system. That would be number two because the second biggest mistake I see is that most entrepreneurs and investors have one big bank account and that's how they're managing the full financial aspect of their business. They pull up their bank and say, okay, on my app, how much money do I have? I have this much. Okay, I can spend it on this marketing campaign. We're good to go. You know, it's like that's where most entrepreneurs run it like that. That's how the 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 extent of their financial back end of making decisions. That's where why I love profit first. You even said the words like assets, liabilities, you know, balance sheet, PL. And that's why I love profit first because we don't really even touch that portion. While that is uber important and we'll get there, I just want to help people with the management of what where every dollar goes in their business. Because the profit first system gives every dollar a name, just like Dave Ramsey's envelope system. Love them or hate them. I love the principle of his envelopes of where you need to make sure that every dollar that comes through your fingers, you're, you are directing and giving a name for it. So the profit first system is literally like a modernized envelope system like that, where you set up literally different bank accounts and you say, these are the accounts that I know where every dollar is going and making sure I know and have clarity. What's mine? What can I spend? What's to, for me, for my pay? What's for my profit? What's for my taxes? Like making sure you have some fundamental accounts, which I can go into like what those accounts are if you want me to. But that's where if you set up a system like this, it helps you have that clarity where if you have that one bank account and have a bunch of confusion, don't know what's yours, what's the IRS is, is some of this my profit? Like if I take some money out, do I need to feel guilty about taking money out because will payroll still run? Or, you know, like, are there some checks out there that are outstanding and I'm going to like overdraft? It's like those types of fears that a lot of people have when they don't have the grasp on their business. And they're wondering why, why am I in this real estate rat race? You know, like, why do I feel like I'm not getting ahead? Because a lot of people have bad habits that have literally put them there where they weren't good managers of their own money 
And then they think that just because they got into a business and they're making more money, that that's going to get better, that more money, more deals solves the problem. And then they get into a horrible situation where I see a lot of this on the back end of what we do of like, shoot, they're, they're already at like $2 million and they still have no idea where the money's going. We've got to rewind some of this stuff and make sure that they've got a better thought process and action plan going forward of where every dollar goes. So that's number two there is, you know, really getting the profit first system in place, setting up those bank accounts, making sure you actually have a plan for each dollar that comes into your business. That would be the two big points, I would say. Find your keep number, set up the actual system, set up different bank accounts, give every dollar a name in your business. Amazing. Wow. A uh, lot of gems right there. So if you're watching this live, guys, uh, feel free to start thinking about questions that you have for David in anything and everything. We'll open it up here for five minutes at the end to ask some questions. But uh, in the meantime, I do have some questions, David. So we've been, we've been doing profit first for about a year and a half now. Yeah. And it's been an absolute game changer for our business. Um, the income comes into the one account. We just, we set aside profits. We know where all of our money is going. Um, however, I, I have a question, you know, at some yeah. point we reach a like position where we either have more than we want um, in our income account, or maybe on the opposite side with the ebbs and flows, we have three flip sell this month. And then we have a month that's like this where maybe we don't have any flip sell. So sure. if, if my income account is zero, let's just say, or if my income account is very small in a month that I didn't sell any flips, do I just allocate nothing for, for, for operations for the, for the next month? Because I had allocated the percentage that I was supposed to from the previous month. Does that make sense? So that's where now you're getting into the fun part. That's honestly, this is why I have simple CFO because most people don't know how to project and be able to run the cash side. Because if you can just get it to where you set at the bank accounts, that's like a huge step in the right direction and knowing like, okay, here's how the money's flowing. But if you have, if you know there's going to be, usually that is not a surprise to people. Like, you know, that sometimes you're going to close more and sometimes you're going to close nothing. And that's where in real estate, it's so like we even talked about, so cyclical, so up and down the roller coaster effect. So if you know three properties are closing, maybe I have one closing scheduled for next month, but I know that properties don't always close on time. So what if that property doesn't close? With these three closings I got, which are like some extra, how many months can will this can I put into OPEX? How many months can I put into owner's pay like from these deals that just closed? Can I pad the account? So that way, if that deal doesn't close next month, I'm still going to be okay next month. But then how much runway do I have? So that especially when you're first starting out, you might not have a lot of runway. But then as you continue to grow, like one of our clients doesn't do a ton of deals. He does probably five to 15 deals a year. Last year, because of the habits that he had built and because of times where when he had more, he was still putting in what he was supposed to in like for that quarter or whatever. He was just trying to get ahead. By June of 2022, he had filled up his accounts for all of 2022. So like if those deals didn't close and they got pushed out, his cash, instead of going crazy up and down, was just going to be even the whole time. So like there, it's like, okay, the deal doesn't close or it gets pushed to the next month. It doesn't matter. You know, like this month now shows negative, but then the next month shows wildly positive. Okay, great. But I had the cash to be able to weather that crazy down month because it didn't close until the next month. So that's where you have to know your business. You have to be able to project, but then you also just have to be able to say, if I have a system like this, do I need to plan for that those some of these properties not to close and what can we allocate to make sure I'm going to be okay as the owner and then the business is going to be okay to still run payroll, run the marketing campaigns, run the different things inside of here. So that's how I would answer that without diving into a specific situation. 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty pretty in-depth, though, for the conversation that we're having here because yeah. one of the most aha things for me was just that fun 10% money that we put yeah. aside every single month. All of the income, 10% gets put aside, and that's yours to keep. And as a real estate investor, it's like, man, I can invest that. I could put this into these properties, whatever the case may be. But you're you're big on this, and I, and I love it because I felt like I had the – I needed – it sounds silly, but like, people need permission, right? Sometimes to, right. to spend money or, or yeah. whatever. And I needed that permission because we were just keeping everything in one account. So it didn't feel like we had any extra money because it wasn't mm. getting allocated. And so can you talk about that? Like of what yeah. that does for people? Cause you've seen a lot of investors who are probably maybe hanging on for dear life. They don't want to add new accounts or they don't want to switch this up, but like just kind of Maybe a testimonial of how sure. some of these people have uh, responded to the, the change. <laughs> the guy that I was even talking about there, he was very much like, oh, to set up all these accounts. And I literally asked him, is what you're doing right now working? Are you happy with your current position? Like, and the way that you're, the money is being ran right now. Like, no, is the obvious answer when every, anyone ever says that, because obviously that's what it's going to come back. Then I'm like, what could it hurt to give every dollar a name? Like set up, okay, set up one account then. If you don't want to set up all the accounts for the system, because I teach about five or six that you should set up for each individual you know, business that you have. Like if you have a wholesale, rental, fix and flips, that you should set up these core accounts. I'm like, okay, set up one. Can you just get into the habit of not spending every dollar that you make? Like, can you name it profit, transfer a certain percentage and just not touch it? You know, it's like that. So that's where I try and tell people where I'm trying to build a good habit inside of you where you might've had a bad habit before. The other thing too, from that, what you were saying, one of the things you had struggled with was being able to feel, not feel guilty of taking money out. And honestly, that comes up a lot, which I thought it might be people not feeling guilty, but maybe um, they would be overspending. But a lot of people come to us and then once they actually open up, they're like, man, I'm just scared to spend the money or to take any for myself. And they feel either guilty or ashamed or embarrassed or like, it's been really good and I feel like there's extra, but can I really take it out? Or should I keep it all in there? Because I just, here, always invest in your business. So shouldn't I just keep the expenses growing and like to grow the company? And it's like, well, no, we got to take a step back and say, number one, why did we start the business? And then number two, find that keep number. Can I set up the account for like my owner's comp and start putting in what I need to keep so I'm separating it out so I know I can at least pay myself and pay all the bills. So maybe maybe if you wanted to, you could do a tiered system, like set up the owner's comp first and just see if you can pay yourself. Then set a profit for icing on the cake. Set up the tax account. Make sure you know you have taxes at the end of the year that you know the tax payments so that way you're not worried about that. But it's like, here's how I would say is that if you get this in place, it gives you that clarity to say, okay, I could take money from this account and it's not going to hurt over here. That's where we have clients, another client where he knows where every dollar is and he, he had this problem. He came to us and he said, I have six figures in one account, but I'm spared. I, and I want this really nice watch. Like that's 4,000, but I'm scared to spend the money, you know, like on that. And like that account wasn't going, he did not have wild expenses. Like it wasn't going to be the next month he spent 60,000 and he's running a $60,000, you know, expenses a month. You're talking about his profit money. account though, right? Right. Just this was like, this account. was just profit. This was just like extra funds before he started profit first. Like he had oh, some wow. extra funds. But he was scared to touch it because he wasn't sure if he would 
like ruin his company or like, you know, like, was this a bad decision to make? Like he had some just mental hurdles. And so we started working with him and said, you know what? We've done an analysis and that hundred is basically like what you could start your profit account at. So yes, you could go buy the $4,000 watch and it's not going to ruin your life and your business, you know? So that's where wow. some people have those hangups as well too, when it comes to money and just having a system or even someone to say, it's okay. It's okay yeah. to spend that money. It's not even that you have to think about that you're going to ruin the company. Like right now, we just have to work. We have to make sure. Do we have it separated out? Are we going to be okay? Is the business going to be okay? And making sure we put those first things first. Yeah, and that's such a like a just a good feeling to be able to know that yes. I have this profit. I can spend it. Totally. Everything else is going to keep running as normal. So once you've read the real estate profit first book, profit first for real estate investors. Yeah. Once you have set this money aside, this is our permission to you guys listening you go. to go ahead and spend that money um, however you desire, because that's what it's for. It's the profit first. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think I think a lot of us, uh, you know, struggle with that. So I think it's a good thing to just be reminded of it. Yep. And that's why we set up the profit account. I even call these when I like give a presentation. The profit account is like the why account. Why did I start my business? It wasn't to run around with a, a crazy chicken with his head cut off going living deal to deal. It's like that is literally the profit unlocking your purpose, like more of it, like that profit account. Take up the 50% out of the profit account once a quarter and do whatever the heck you want with it. Buy an awesome car, go on an awesome trip, buy more real estate with it. Don't just put it in your OPEX account, but be intentional with it. Like yeah. Even if you want to buy an asset, it's like, I don't care what you spend it on. Just don't put it into your OPEX and just you say you're covering those sins of growing the business. It's like, wait a second. Why don't we adjust <laughs> your profit percentage then and be intentional about how much we want to pour in versus just at the end of the quarter. And then the owner's comp account, like if you have that to be able to know what you need to keep on a regular basis, you're paying yourself like weekly, bi-weekly out of there. You know, that's the other big thing too. It's like, then you have permission to actually pay yourself for the work yeah. you're doing in the business so you don't have to feel stressed out all the time. Where profit is like the icing on the cake, it is real, literally what to help you fulfill why you started the company. The other one's to make sure you're being taken care of on a regular basis so your family doesn't have to worry, so you don't have to worry. So it's like, here we go. This is I know this money is for me to pay myself. So that's just a couple of those things to make sure like he was like, just like Michael was saying, you can have permission now because you have that clarity that it's not gonna touch the rest of the money. Just like, you know, like with the guy that had a bunch of money at the, you know, in June, he was able to, in that same year, he has a giving account to give to others and to give to like uh, camp for kids. He, Amazing. at the end of that year, was able to give what he, more than what he lost when he first came to us. He lost $70,000 in 2019. In 2022, he gave $75,000 from one account to a camp for kids, but still didn't touch his profit owner's comp, his taxes, or his operational expenses. Like that's the power of compounding good habits and fulfilling the purpose of why you even started the business. So that's where a lot of people go from the, the yes, I do deserve this money. And yes, it is okay to take it out. Yes, it is okay to do these types of things and to fulfill why I even started the business for this financial freedom. So I love that you wow. brought that up because uh, that, uh, that was a good one absolutely value just drop the mic right now we could end the podcast here and, and everyone would have more than they they came here for but honestly david like the fact that somebody starts this and they can give seventy thousand dollars away that's true purpose like right 
I, I know a lot of us started businesses to make money. I know a lot of us need money to survive. But when you can give and you have a bigger purpose behind what you're doing, that's what this is all about at the end of the day. Yeah, 100%. A lot of the clients we work with set up a giving account and they're very intentional of, as I grow, I want my giving to grow as well too. And that's where a lot of people have something like that or they're just like very intentional with what they do with the profit account. You know, like, okay, I've always had a goal. Like I love, you bought a car like this last year with I believe with the, like the profit. It's like, this is a dream right. car. Like, please be able to do those things. Like this is why you started the business was literally to be able to do these things either with your family or the the cars are doing the things that why you with the delusions of grandeur that were just delusions when you first started and then they become reality. You know, like everyone just thinks that's, oh, that's cool for Michael, but how did he get there? Well, guess what? He took steps that you can take as well too. You can take them. He's going to teach you a lot of how to make the money. Then on the back end, have a system like Michael has to keep the money, to be able to say, hey, this is what I'm keeping. And that way you could go out and do the fun things in life as well too of why you even started the business. I'm just, I could go on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, I love it, man. And it's it's not just going to fall into your lap. Like the, the fact that you're listening to this show yeah. is one step ahead of most people because a lot of people, they will. They'll they'll run this race for many, many years until maybe they burn themselves out of it because it's just a whirlwind and it's, yeah. it's really taxing on a person to do that. So outside of uh, Profit First, what, what else do you have going on these days? Are you are you investing yourself in real estate? What do, you, what do you have going on, man? So I did sell everything I had a few years ago to start this business and to do, you know, like... I'm a very focused person. So I do one thing at a time. I have started with a family member, uh, actually training them and mentoring them on real estate and like trying to get their first deal and getting on the phone and all that. So we're in the, we're just in like week three of that. And that's how I'm entering the real estate game again. But this time I'm okay. having, yeah, I'm, I'm being able to uh, mentor and train someone to be able to do that. So I'm really excited about that. So that's one thing, but honestly, I'm very focused on this business and with making sure that we're, being as intentional as possible with what I believe God has given me of this message to go out and be able to just bring this and bring hope to people and be able to say, okay, if you need this, like here we are, whether it's this podcast or, you know, a podcast or a book or whatever it might be or service, how can we make sure that you're actually getting what you wanted from your company? Because if I can knock that domino down, like you said, a lot of us get into it to make money and for financial freedom, but we're never able to unlock what that real purpose is behind it because we never have time to think about it. That guy who was able to give 70000 the first year he came to us, he was $70,000 in the hole. And like, he had gotten overweight that year. He had like been working hundred hour weeks. He wasn't able to spend the time with the kids that he wanted to. It's like all the things, just all the things pile up, like you said, and then people just want to quit. Like he at one point said, I absolutely hate real estate. You know, like it's like yeah. being a full-time fix and flipper. And it's like going from that to, okay, now I can give, now I can do these things. Now I can take a month road trip with my kids and with my family. That's what it's all about. At 100%. Like, firsthand experience. I, I've been in the business for five years now. And like it, it becomes less and less about money every single day that I'm in real estate. It, it yeah. becomes more about the why and more about the freedom and the time, the most valuable thing that we have. And how do we get that? We have systems in place. We have profit first. We know exactly how much money we're making, how much we're spending. So good, man. If you guys have questions for David, drop it in the comments below. And, and while people are thinking of questions, if anybody has any that they want to ask, um, you've done a great job, David, about 
getting your getting this message out there. I, I feel like I see you everywhere. I, all the conferences I go to, you're on stage, all of the podcasts. Um, so I appreciate everything that you're doing for the for the real estate community with this. I appreciate that too. Like if you if you know me on a personal level and we're close friends, then you would know I'm very much an introvert. And like stuff like stuff like this and like the speaking on stage, like if you would have told me this like five, ten years ago, I would have like laughed you off the laughed you away. But now it's like I I just believe in the message so much that like I have to be able to share this. I've had a full day. Like I think I've presented twice today and been on two different podcasts. And I'm like, I just I want to share this as much as humanly possible. So yeah, I love going to the events. I love doing that. But it's what I've been able to see now. I've been able to see literally hundreds of companies now come through, work with us, and then be able to see them go from then going out of business to having the cash reserves and doing the things that they love to do. That is exciting to me because it's like, like I said, my real purpose is not just to implement profit first. It's to knock down the domino or like knock down this thing of finances are something that are holding me back from being the best human or being fulfilling the purpose I know that I was put on this earth for or even unlocking that. Because if you're worried about the money, you can't even think about stuff like that. You can't think about working on the business or on myself or on those big goals. So that's where. I have to get this out, but if you know me personally, I, I go to these events sometimes, and if I'm not on stage, it's usually hard to find me. I'm like in a corner, <laughs> or I'm back in my room. I would just rather be like by myself. So yeah, I, but I love the I love being able to spread the message. But behind the scenes, I'm like, please just. Be <laughs> well, it's amazing, man, and and you're doing a great job. And I think just knowing how much effort that takes to travel, to take time away from your family, <sighs> to go and share these messages, like I I get it, man, and I have so much respect for it, and. And um, you're reaching a lot of people and helping a lot of people. So for people who are interested in Profit First, um, want to learn more about what you are what you have going on, yeah. where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? So simplecfo.com is the one-stop shop. We have the Profit First REI podcast there, which Michael has been on and told his story, which, man, I loved his episode. I think it's coming out soon, and I absolutely love that one. Uh, then we also have the book, link there it's on amazon but then the book link is there and also if you want to book a call with our team so that's all in that one spot simplecfo.com so that'll get you access to more info here if you're like hey i need to hear more stories about profit first or i'd like to dive into the actual book how do i set this up you don't have to work with us in order to set up profit first like that's if you buy the book that'll give you the good first steps if you need someone to hold you accountable want a financial leader on your team that's kind of what we do go into more of that but that's where you go to simplecfo.com it's a one-stop shop beautiful so check out simplecfo.com buy the book i bought this book for my business partner the second that i i, nice. I read it i'm like okay I, I don't know if you're with me but i'm setting all this stuff up so hopefully you can get on board so go check the book out and uh, check out the podcast like you said i'll be i'll be coming up on a, on a next show so you can hear my story if you haven't already but uh any last thoughts that you want to leave listeners with. Man. So if no one has any questions, some of the biggest questions I get about profit first, which I think I've answered this probably four times today on the different things. But what the biggest one is if I have a bunch of entities, do I set up profit first for each entity or what do I do? Like I have a bunch of, you know, rental properties in different LLCs. So that's where I would say, number one, if you have different entity types, like a wholesale company, a fix and flip company, rental company, set up profit first for each individual company and each individual like business 
function. But then if you have a bunch of little rentals, like a series LLC or like LLCs for all your rental properties, you don't have to set it up for each property. That would be overkill. That's probably one of the biggest questions I get. These are business bank accounts. It's another easy one. Uh, if you're wondering what bank to use, use your bank first. Like just try to get the system set up. If you're like, well, they're not friendly, all this stuff. It's like, okay, is there an online bank like Relay or uh, Charles Schwab or some of these ones that I really like out there, you know, as far as that goes. Then as far as one piece of advice to take from this. So if you don't do anything from this podcast, but number do two things. Number one, the keep number. Find what you need to keep. Take back control of your life and business. Don't live someone else's life. Number two, set up the actual system. Maybe you could just set up one account, name it profit, transfer 1%. It could be that simple. Get into the good habits of being an actual, like you don't spend everything that you make and that you're actually intentional with every dollar that comes in. There you go. Boom. That's amazing. Well, I appreciate you for coming on, brother. Um, means yeah, a lot. Sure. Ton of value here. And um, if you got value, guys, uh, make sure to share this. Tell a friend. You know, obviously, we, we do this because we want to provide value to you guys. But the, the reason David is doing this is because he needs to reach more people and he wants to make more of an impact. And I'm the same way. And so it would mean the, everything to us if you would share this. Tell a friend. Order the book. Send your business owner friend the Profit First for Real Estate Investors book because they will thank you later. And with that, um, that is it for today. So thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it and have an amazing day and a good weekend. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Virtual Millionaire Show. I appreciate your support. If you got value from today's show, please tell a friend or share the episode and leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. And if you are looking to start or scale your real estate investing business, check out the virtualmillionaires.com for some free resources. And then also, if you are looking for help on selling deals for top dollar, I have a program and we help real estate investors nationwide sell their deals for top dollar. Check that out at www.thevirtualmillionaires-deal-partnership. And we look forward to working with you. And again, thank you for your support.